Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Cosmic Barbecue with me, Matt in the Real World, Mikey J Shields, and Jim Dammit of Dinosaur Pileup. What's going on, dudes? Hello. Good afternoon. That's a catchy. The sexy theme tune. Yeah. Let's sort of just bust that out. Um. I'm glad you enjoy, Mike. Sure. Yeah. I'm glad I'm you enjoy. It. it just felt, it kind of, when we were talking about doing this, I suddenly was like, sort of got me pumped on it. And I was just doing some music stuff anyway. So I just skipped out of that and just started, just made this little theme tune that felt typically podcasty. And I think, yeah, you fucking I think, it. I, I, yeah, I think our intro is, is pretty primo podcast intro outro type vibe. You know. I'm glad that it's not an indication as to where we're going to be heading with the next record. It's just mm. particularly yeah. for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah, twelve yeah. podcast intros, just little, just little things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, how are you guys doing, Mikey? Are you? Uh, you're kind of Mikey's sort of the. Dare I say it? The brains behind this podcast, it's kind of leading the leading the, the vibe, aren't you? On the be- indeed yeah, and sure. brains, the whole package. Ooh. Where does that leave you guys? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> me and Jim, me and Jim, are just the roadies, mate. Yeah. Fucking hard. You can be extras. Admin, paperwork. Yeah, and we got Jackson producing. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Jackson over in NYC. That's uh, that's mixing and ed- editing these podcasts down. He's been an absolute star. Obviously, with all the stuff he's doing anyway, <clears throat> he's editing these on the fly. So. Huge, huge shout out to Jackson. Yeah. So if they sound great or if they sound shit, take it up with Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> what did you uh, What did you want to chat about today, you guys? Um, well, I was thinking after what we were discussing in one of the previous podcasts about the chariots of the band, I thought it'd be cool to go back and... Um, Talk about the different wagons that we've uh, carted our sorry asses around in over the years. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so I guess I guess we can do it chron- chronologically. Start at the beginning with the was the red postal van. Is that the first one? Yeah, I was just gonna I was gonna say like what came first, the the postal van or Norm's red chariot? Which one? I oh, know. I guess the yeah you the bought the postal van. Right? van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was before yeah, yeah, I joined. Okay. But you've yeah, told me yeah, many, course, many yeah. great stories, which I'm sure you can furnish the listeners with. Yeah, so, I mean, the, so the first van... <laughs> furnish? Okay. Furnish. Okay. Love it. Okay. okay. Well, wait, what? You're <laughs> <laughs> talking about bad candles again. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was I going to say? All right, I'll, I'll bestow upon thine listeners some... Uh, some yes. old school stories. So yeah, I mean the first. So the first van that the band got was this old red postal van, and the whole idea of like buying a van for me anyway that was like a big step because it was oh, like you, you, know, you bought it money bags already straight off the bat buying a van. Yeah, just just yeah. But I mean, well, I mean, it was a, it was an ex postal van. That's why you know, it's, it's dirt cheap. <laughs> Did it have like uh, the faint imprint of where you could you see like the old logo on the side? Oh yeah, mate, it had yeah. it all. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't. So I, I can't remember. Someone told me where you could get. I was like, I need a, I need a van for the band. 
and uh, it needs to be <laughs> like as cheap as possible. And someone said, you used to see loads of those posty vans as, as band vans to be fair. Yeah. Back in the day. And uh, I found out where you could get them. And there was basically like a, like a warehouse thing that sold disused postal vans. So it means it meant that these postal vans had been ragged for years by like raging posties burning around on <laughs> raging their... posties <laughs> yeah just like burning around on their on their morning routine trying to finish it as quick as humanly possible so these postal vans were like so banged out i can't remember how much i paid for the first one it was literally a couple of hundred quid do you remember and what it brand the... it was was it like ldv or something ldv pilot yeah was it yeah yeah Fucking great yeah, knowledge, Mike. Pilot. <laughs> great <laughs> knowledge, Mike. <laughs> Applause to you. Ten points. Thank um, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it, we bought this. I, I bought this little little, little van, and it was so it was so beat up that the under the um sort of where your heel would be on the accelerator pedal, <laughs> there was like there was like what looked to, to be a uh, sort of a thin patch, I guess you would describe it, uh, like a thin patch where the, the dude who had been driving it for God knows how many years had rested his foot at this exact same point, and it just looked a bit weird. And anyway, eventually that thin patch became a literal hole under your heel <laughs> on on the accelerator pedal no the thin word patch of became a lie. no patch it became a no patch yeah. no word of a lie I swear on my life you could if you just moved your foot you could see the road you could look straight <laughs> through at the road so just below the accelerator pedal there was just a hole it's like free air conditioning you know yeah like those just boats a, that, that have the glass bottom you know yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, exactly like that. So, except you know, instead of like a magical just... world of fish, it was just the motorway. It's just the M1. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, I bought this. Yeah, we bought this. Uh, I bought this posty van, and it had. I think it had six seats. Yeah, it was like a bench in the back for three, and then a bench in the front for three, and. uh Mate, that was a cool little van. Like we did so many tours. Like back in the day, in the first kind of incarnation of Dinosaur Pileup, which was like me, Tommy DM, and Steve Wilson, and uh, and often Steve Wilson's beautiful little dog, who was named Pig, uh, would come along. And yeah, we did loads of our early tours in in that in that. What type of dog was it again? Pig was a. Um, can't remember Staffy, but it was it was like the perfect name for it because it was a little dog wasn't it oh yeah i love pig man such a sweet dog (laughs) having a little tour dog's rad um is that the van that got broken into yeah so that was right at the (laughs) end of its life so eventually i mean you know there was many tours in that van that, that were great but eventually that van like to skip to the end of his life first i guess eventually it just kind of stopped working like it was so beat up we'd toured it into the ground and it just it wouldn't it just wouldn't start anymore and it, i remember it was in the car park of out the back of where you and me lived mike yeah and that's in that car park that's where we did the photo shoot for the cover of the mona lisa single 
you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, with uh, James Rhodes. With James Rhodes, yeah. And, uh, yeah, the van was sat there for ages because I couldn't move it, but I couldn't... I was like, I can't really afford to go and get it get it removed yeah. or get it fixed. So it was just sat there. And then eventually <laughs> someone broke into it through one of the windows. And it was so funny because there was nothing in that van of any value, including the van itself. Like nothing was valuable. And when I realized it had been broken in, I was like, shit, like even though I kind of knew there was nothing in it, the only thing I guess that I valued was all my CDs. Like, yeah. I, all my killer CDs were in the in like all over it, but in the front and stuff. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like, so I ran over, and because I realised the window was like open or broken or whatever it was, I think it was smashed. And the, the robber that had smashed the window and gone through the van had obviously gone through the van found absolutely nothing after sort of like tearing it to bits or whatever. And they'd left all my CDs in a really neat vertical pile on the front seat, <laughs> like <laughs> stacked up perfectly. So they'd obviously broken in, gone through the whole van, being like, fuck, there's like nothing in here. But through like moving everything, they'd sort of reorganize my CD collection. <laughs> but they obviously thought my, they thought my CD collection sucked. And they obviously had no taste. They had no taste. Mate, some of the best records ever made are in that stack. Like, color <laughs> and like, shape right on top. Yeah. Oh, Rage Against a Machine. I was like, what? Why wouldn't you take that? Unbelievable. <laughs> I love that. Anyway. You, like, see your van broken into you. like, my CDs. You run over, <laughs> yeah. they're just there. Go, oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, I, remember I, th- I think I was actually talking to you about this the other day, Mike. Um, I remember one time in that van, we'd driven up to Scotland to play Tea in the Park. Yeah. Uh, which which <laughs> from Leeds is a long S drive. I mean, well, compared to US drives, it's not. But, you know, back in the day for us, that was a big drive. Um, and we played, we played Tea in the Park. Um, which we've never actually and, done. So you did it way back then, but we've never actually played it as... Us three. Have we we not? No, I don't think so. Dude, I love Tea in the Park. That was where, I mean, I used to go to Tea in the Park. I think I went to Tea in the Park when I was 15 and 16. And I saw Foo Fighters headline. They were kind of still playing mostly Colour and the Shape stuff, which was fucking rad. Yeah, like Monkey Wrench, like, just went off. Was that your first fest then? Yeah, my my first show and festival was Tea in the Park when I was 15 and 16. Yeah, my first festival um, was Reading and Leeds when Foo Fighters headlined. That's weird. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my friend, one of my friends that I was with watching the Foo's passed out, uh, like when we were, when they came on, I remember like she turned around and I saw her eyes roll to the back of her head. I was like, oh my fucking Christ. And then she, <laughs> this yeah, is going to be like, awesome. <laughs> oh, and, and, yeah, I, I hope like, she's all right. <laughs> Where'd you get that? <laughs> so I stayed and watched the whole like... set and then tended to her after. <laughs> what year so were you like, were you at Reading and Lee? Uh, Reading, Mike? Um, 2015. Oh, no, sorry, not 2015. 2005. Which, who else was on that bill? Was that was Muse on main support to Foo's um, that year? No, Kings of Leon, I think, were on before. It was Pixies, mm. um, Foo Fighters, and Iron Maiden. Oh, shit, yeah. 
I don't think I was at that one. I was at my, one of my first foods ones. I had to get out. The crush was so bad at the front. Yeah, it was really? fucking awful for me as well. Yeah. There was a guy, a massive guy next to me in a Slayer t-shirt. He was like, I've never experienced anything like this. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, wild. fucking Slayer fan, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting uh, yeah, wild, some guy man. having a slash on the back of my legs in the um, in the pit, not near the pit for Muse. And oh, uh, sweet. I was like, that's fucking cool. <laughs> and then the foods came on and I literally couldn't breathe. So I surfed out the front. I think that oh, was like before man. they had the because um, they've got the barrier now, haven't they? The second yeah, barrier, it sort of the, that, yeah. yeah, stop the crushing yeah. from yeah. being so bad. Just so many people, man. Yeah. Just yeah. And they're So yeah, you were at Tea in the Park. Yeah, that same Tea in the Park. I discovered Jimmy Eat World. They were they were oh, on cool. the kind of second stage, kind of literally mid afternoon, and they were playing Clarity. So that was just before Bleed American came out. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, which is wild because obviously when Bleed American came out, they just like exploded and yeah. um, Salt Sweat Sugar just like changed everything for them. But yeah, I, I mean Clarity by Jimmy World's one of my favorite records of, of all time. Actually, I love that record. So they were playing. That's what I discovered them off. Um, they were playing. I can remember they were playing a song called Blister at the end of their set. Anyway, blew my mind. So that was cool discovering them. Anyway, fast forward many years and me steve and tom have just played tea in the park um was anyone there and you know what i can't remember probably not (laughs) (laughs) you'd probably remember i I mean i mean i can't remember man the one thing i do remember weirdly was when we were so funny man we were parked in our little ldv pilot to describe how big an ldv pilot van is to everybody who kind of doesn't know what what one is it's like it's it's freaking tiny it's like the smallest size you could have a six-seater van could possibly be it's like a minivan yeah it's like the same size as like a, a fucking american like family wagon yeah and we're parked in the band like parking with all the freaking buses so it was like bus after bus after bus after bus pilot like our <laughs> tiny little pilot that you could fit but you could basically fit our van into the driving cockpit of one of the of one of the buses like so ridiculous <laughs> and I, the one memory i do have of that day in the park is walking from the band parking up this like mud track where like all the fans and punters were and stuff. I don't know. I think maybe we were, oh, we were going to the press. I think we were going to the press tent to like. There, oh, speaking sign stuff of, or, or if this is what you're going to say, but there's a really great interview. I think you can still maybe find it on YouTube of uh, Tom and Steve. Oh, yeah? Yeah, just those two doing an interview back in the day. <laughs> what, from I would recommend. Bark? Yeah, I'd recommend watching it. It's, it's brilliant. No way. Amazing. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Yeah, and uh, I remember the only thing I remember is walking up that mud track and loads of like fans walking the other way and we must have just caught this kid's attention as we were walking past and he walked past and he was staring at us so i like saw him and he was he looked at us and he's like are you famous <laughs> and i thought and i thought about that for a second i was like no <laughs> so I, just, I was like no <laughs> and then walk past him i don't know i never forgot that like i didn't know i just didn't know what to say because i was like we're not playing, yet, kid. We're de- yeah like we're playing but we're definitely not famous so i don't know how to answer that anyway so 
uh, we're yeah. Later on, Steve kind of starts partying, and we've got to get back. And he's like, "Fuck it, dudes! I'm going to stay and get a lift back to Leeds with." Some was it with band. horses? Wasn't it with horses? Because isn't that what "Get Off My Ghost Train" is about, or something? That song. Is about... I'm not sure. It might have been. It literally might have been. I have no idea. Anymore. I can't remember yeah. if horses were playing then or not. Anyway, I might have sure. made that up. I might have fabricated that memory, but it doesn't matter. It's all, uh, you know. Yeah, it's texture. all just salt. Texture salt. To the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Texture. You know, seasoning. Seasoning. Um, so, so me and me and Tom by this point, it's it's pretty late, and we're like, yeah, we we've got a let's roll. Steve's gonna stay. So me and Tom roll back, but obviously Steve, Tom didn't drive, so it was me and Steve that were meant to be driving this this drive back. But suddenly Steve's not doing it, so it's just me, and I was like, oh, all right, I reckon I can do it. So it's fine. Now, the drive back from Tea in the Park is pretty gnarly, especially late when you're knackered and you play the show and everything. And holy shit, man, I was so tired. And it was pissing it down with rain. Ah, classic, on the way back from Scotland. That is classic. Yeah, it was like torrential rain. And I remember the only way I could stay awake, I was literally falling asleep at the wheel. So, and Tom was falling asleep next to me. And we were like, dude, fuck, we can't just pull over and sleep on the side of the road. Like, there's no heating in this van. There's a hole in the fucking floor. <laughs> like, we've got, we, we've got to get back. But we are, like, literally, I'm falling asleep at the wheel. So every 20 minutes, for the whole journey back, pretty much, like, through the highlands of fucking Scotland, we would have to, we'd pull over to the side of the road and just get out and stand in the rain for like two minutes just to <laughs> like wake us up. We just like, so it's freezing cold, like super heavy wind and stuff. So every 20 minutes, we just pull over, get out. It was horrible, man. It's like some torture exercise. Just fucking getting anyway. soaked and freezing cold and then jumping back in sodden and just driving a bit more. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man, I, honestly, I think we got, I think we got back to Leeds at like 6am or something. It was, it was fucking like really hairy. Brutal. Yeah, it's horrible. Anyway, so that that was one of the tour stories from that van. I remember <laughs> another one when I'd been... Uh, so I used to like drive to Bridlington when I was recording Growing Pains at James Kenosha's studio over in Bridlington. Bridlington was about... I can't remember if it was an hour or two hours from Leeds. I can't remember. But it was a, it was a long drive-ish, you know? Yeah. And I would be obviously doing that on my own because I was recording that album on my own. And... You know, sometimes that was kind of cool, just taking that drive out and I'd just spin a bunch of CDs on the on the stereo and just kind of listen to music on my own. But then sometimes it was kind of like a lonely journey of like, fuck, I'm, you know, like I'm doing this alone and yeah, it's no one else's kind of journey. But mine, like this, this whole undertaking is mine sort of alone. There's no one sort of checking on me and it was weird. Just you and but James, right? It was just me and James making that record. So yeah, James not even an desk, engineer, obviously. right? It was it was literally just the two of you. Literally, yeah, it was just me going into the live room playing bass, drums, guitar, vocals, and James sat in the control room at the desk. So it was just me and him for months. Yeah, dude, that it is was heavy. Yeah, that's in, that is it was, How long were you there for? Yeah, like I can't remember, but months because we 
we knew that we were making it on our own, but we wanted it to be so great. We were like, we don't want this to be like a DIY record. It, we, I want this to like stand up against great records. So like we really dug in. Overproduce it, like, if anything, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, I want that to sound like there's 50 fuckers on this album. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember going up, there's one point where you're getting near to james's studio there's this massive 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 hill like really dangerous one that has like it's so unbelievably steep and long that it has like uh truck runoffs for if trucks brakes fail yeah but it has like has a couple of them in case trucks brakes fail and they have to just like run off to the side and sort of crash it has these runoffs and also at the top of the hill to sort of protect lowly travelers or whatever from the gnarliness of this hill it's got a big statue of jesus like <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah it's really <laughs> ominous man so like when you're coming the other way so when you're headed away from james's studio back to leeds you sort of pass this big shadowy jesus statue overlooking this hectic hill it's pretty gnarly and there was one time where we'd done a, a couple of weeks or whatever at James's and I was going to go back to Leeds for a couple of days, take some time out. And the van wouldn't start at James's studio. And eventually I had to get like the road, you know, AA roadside service to come out and tow me back to uh, Leeds. Yeah. And when they looked through the um, van at the other end, like, so I got home and then I think uh, the, ga- the van went to the garage and they looked through the van. They're like, "Yeah, like something, you know, weirds up with the engine. That's why it wouldn't start. It's all burned." And he was like, "Yeah, by the way, your brake cables were literally on the edge of snapping. Unbelievable! No like way. right on the edge of snapping. Yeah." He's like, I <laughs> "And I was like, what?" And he's like, "Yeah, honestly, man. If you'd have put, if you'd have stomped on them a couple of times, you'd have been a gunner." I was like, "You are <laughs> kidding me." Hill, man. I hope he told Fucking... it to you that cheerfully as well. Oh, and your brain cable, <laughs> yeah, by the yeah. way, it's a goner. Yeah. <laughs> you could have died. He had no I- yeah, he had no idea that fucking, you know... Oh, oh mate, I, I can't be like, oh my god. Anyway, so eventually, obviously that van, that van, I know, man, honestly, it all could have all been so different. Yeah, we could have fucking just had a faint memory. And then when that van died, I guess you and me started touring in norm's chariot right well i think i think we had a few tours um because the whole reason you bought that ba- that van um in the first place i'm guessing is because touring is so expensive and when you're having to hire a van it's normally about yeah. 150 quid uh, per day so when you're just starting out your fees aren't obviously that high at all so um you you're relying on merch sales just to even make enough money to rent the van let alone any hotels that you might leave, need along the way that's why we we spent so many years staying on people's floors um oh my God, just dude, like yeah. <laughs> begging for help um can you even dude, like Mike. we'd be at a show get, get, before we go on like yeah, you're gonna have to ask somebody in the audience if they can, if anybody here will yeah. stay there tonight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did that a lot. We did that a lot, like because, like Mike says, I mean, you know, figuring out tours and stuff, and tour budgets and hotels, even if it's crappy, crappy travel lodge like budget hotels, you you just don't have that those funds for ages, you know. Yeah. And I remember, I remember doing that a whole bunch of times, like last song being like, all right, it's our last song. 
we're going to be at the merch stand. P.S. We need somewhere to crash if anyone's. Yeah. Got People will kind of laugh like, and be like, no, really. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember one time. Oh my God. Okay. This is getting, this is getting onto a few great stories. Uh, do you, well, I've got two, I've got two in the locker right now, Mike, but the first one, do you remember this where we did that and we were like, we need somewhere to crash. Where the fuck were we? Like, like, I can't remember some university town. And yeah. this dude was like, yeah, man, I've got a place like totally cool. I've got a place you can crash. Like you're all sorted loads of space. Yeah. And we're like, rad. And we went back to this place, this guy's place. Eventually it was, um, it was late. I guess we probably, because we knew we had a place, everyone stuck around drinking for a while or whatever. So by the time we got there, it was fucking late and we had to drive the next day. And do you remember, oh man, it was like, we went into his flat and it was wasn't a big flat or something. It was, a, it was like a hall, a university halls of residence Yeah, and he didn't, have any space whatsoever yeah. he just had he just had a kitchen floor which was like a lino kitchen floor that was like two meters by two meters and he was yeah. like yeah, yeah just just crash on that and we we're like bro i think i had the words loads of space yeah yeah so i think we just how like, many was I it just the three got... of you traveling around then yeah those tours were so brutal, man, because like when you were relying on, on people to put you up, um, obviously they would have been at a gig drinking all night. And I don't think we were drinking that much back then um, when we were sort of driving ourselves and stuff, obviously. But then uh, they'd want to stay up and party all night. And obviously you'd be staying at their house. So you couldn't exactly just be like, cool, you know, it's one o'clock. I'm going to go to bed now. You'd have to wait for them to finish. So you'd be waiting there with your eyes bleeding, like with a warm beer yeah. in your hand because you're trying not to get too fucked. You got the show again the next day. Yeah. Um, and then just hoping that, that what they've got to sleep on isn't the lino floor. Dude, do you remember another one that comes to mind? Fuck, fuck me. Do you remember Sissy and the Blisters? Oh yeah, dude, that's my number one. That is one of the worst situations. <laughs> that is one of the worst. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So, okay. Uh, so, so who was it back then? It was you, me, and was that, who was who was, was playing bass Sarah back then? Or, uh, no, Sarah god. wasn't there. Yeah. Was it Scott? Was it like? Was it Scott? Or maybe? Or was it? Was it Tommy DM still? Really bad remember. that we've had this many members that we can't remember who was in the band at this point. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I don't think I've ever heard of Scott. Scott Scott was a dude, man. He he kind of filled in for a couple tours in between kind of working out lineups and stuff. Before yeah. Nature Nurture, was it? Something like that, yeah. because yeah. then it was Saha after, yeah. Anyway, so anyway, we were... We were doing this tour. It was a dinosaur headline, I think. And this band called Sissing the Blisters had kind of been pushed upon us, I guess. Yeah, no, make no bones as about a, it. They, they'd be yeah. definitely forced on us. Yeah. Yeah. As a support act, they didn't really fit. They weren't really our vibe at all. But like through like the indie label or something that we were on way back in the day. So, so anyway, someone wanted them to be on the road. So we were like, okay. Unfortunately, it turned out that they kind of didn't they kind of didn't know the sort of etiquette of touring yet and the fact that being a nice person to other people matters is how you should do it <laughs> yeah. And yeah really matters and 
So they would like, they were like, yeah, stoked on being this fucking whatever band. And it might have even been their first tour or something, you know? Yeah, I think it might have been. And they maybe had a bit of hype. So they felt like maybe a bit entitled. So they would often kind of trash dressing rooms. Like, yeah, they got banned from the independent in Sunderland, didn't they? Yeah, they, yeah. And they went and nicked booze and shit, you know, which, they went into- which is funny because everybody's like, oh yeah, rock and rollers, you know, you're all fucking wild. You'll do this weird shit. Like when you're starting out, all you can do, unless you're like this fucking massive hype band that you're going to do well, whatever, and just fucking be nice to other people because that's what most other yeah, people do, who yeah. are touring are like because we're all in this together. Yeah. It's a fucking yeah. mission if you... People- if you yeah, you've got to want people to want you to come back. Totally. Because yeah, otherwise, like, where like, are you going to play? And there's also just, like, no point being a dick. Like, why would you want to be a dick, you know? Mm. And it's, so it's when you see a band, like, a band, like, kind of trashing shit and, like, throwing the fucking dinner and the tour. I remember, like, I remember yeah. there's one dressing room. They the, the venue fed them. They fed all of us. And Sis and the Blisters threw their fucking plates and their dinner into the toilet, like smashed their plates in the toilets and stuff. And it's like, who the fuck do you think is going to clean that up, dude? Like some poor dude getting paid minimum wage, just like we are when we're off the road, is going to have to clean that up. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, so that was kind of shitty. But there was one time, there was one uh, night where we just didn't have anywhere to stay again. And one of the guys in that band was like, yeah, I've got, I've got room. Like you can crash it. We, we literally had no other options. I can't remember where yeah. it was, but we had nowhere to stay. And it was super fucking late at night. I remember that. So we were like, oh, okay, we've got to do it. And there yeah. was something ominous about the whole lead up. You I think could tell was, as we were pulling in. It was his in. hometown and he had his friends there or something. And it was it like, like Guildford or something. Yeah, it might've been actually. Yeah. I don't know, but I just remember pulling. I remember pulling up to his and parking, and just having this ominous feeling about the whole thing. Yeah. And when we got in to the flat, I'm pretty sure it was just like some opium den. <laughs> it was like a <laughs> like. <laughs> it was fucking gnarly. As soon as he opened and, the door, it was like, "This is not good. This is not good." Yeah. <laughs> I can't I'm trying to trying to figure out a place to start with like how to describe that room. One thing I do remember wasn't the toilet locked from the inside or something. Wasn't there another guy in the house and his room yeah. was locked and the only yeah, the only way he could it. get out was by you letting him out or something. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Some the lock was on the wrong thing. side of the door. And anyway, in the main room where me and Mikey crashed, there was a pool table at the one end of it. And I remember there was kind of seats around the side <laughs> and there was bin bags full of trash on those seats. And across the floor, it was like someone had taken one previous of those bin, bin bags. bags, yeah, a previous bin bag, and just fucking ripped it and thrown the whole thing over the whole floor of the, of the room. So try and imagine a room where there was literally so much trash on the floor that you you couldn't see the floor you just had to kind of had to kick the trash out of the way to see the carpet it's, it's like in those tv me. programs where they over exaggerate what student digs are like but it was like that but on steroids and real <laughs> yeah like for real and the kind of guys that that lived there were pr- pretty shifty like i'm you know i'm def i definitely think there was like they were on some bad shit and yeah. 
I remember me and Mikey had a sleeping bag each. And I remember I found a little space under the pool table. Yeah. <laughs> but the, but the, um, the thing about that space, it was kind of the only space that I could find. But right next to that space was one pint glass full of cigarette butts and another <laughs> pint glass that I guess would have been full of cigarette butts before it got smashed. So there was like shattered glass all over the fucking place. And I found this like little slither of space under the, under the pool table that didn't have shattered glass and cigarette butts in it. And I was like, well, this is, this is me, obviously. This is where I'm kicking it. This is, this is, this is me. So I bedded down for a really chill and relaxing night's sleep. Well, I guess this is it then. <laughs> yeah. I will see you bright and early in the morning. <laughs> yeah, dude. So Where rough. did you end up, Mike? I literally can't remember. I think I must have just panic drank and passed out. <laughs> Blacked out. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the only thing you can <laughs> really do in that when you're faced with that kind I, of situation. Yeah, I think you were because obviously I was driving, I, driving, I was sober, so it was all it was all in full full reality. I think you <laughs> oh were I remember you yeah, I remember you being like over the other side of the room, Mike, which felt which felt lonely. I'm not going to lie. I kind of wish we'd been closer <laughs> to each other. Mate, honestly, we were, I reckon we would have been if there wasn't so much glass, but it's, you know, the glass oh, will God. get you. So, uh, Yeah, that was tragic. Uh, yeah, so then I, get- I guess it was Norm's chariot after that. Norm is yeah. an absolute, his name's Norman Cook. Um, well, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was he, he gone. Yeah, and he's not with us. Norm's not with us anymore, is he? No, uh, sadly passed away last year. Was it? Yeah, I think it was two years ago. Actually, two years ago, fairly recently. Yeah, yeah. Um, known by so many people throughout the industry, like unmistakable, like to look at and to see. Um, yeah. How how tall would you say he is like six foot? <clears throat> yeah, You're yeah. Not short. Um, He's a kind of giant, Norm man. Yeah. Like like Mike says, like everyone, like so many people on the circuit knew him. Norm even uh, he drum teched both when I was in studio recording Nature Nurture. Nature. Yeah, I uh, you know obviously did that did that on my own as, as well. And Normie came down in studio and just kind of kicked it in studio with, 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 with me for a week to just kind of drum tech and make sure the drums sound amazing, which he was absolutely brilliant at. Then he did the same thing when obviously we all went and recorded 1111, he came and teched it and set up the kit and stuff. He was just like a really, just the nicest dude and the most hardworking dude. But he would, he was, uh, I mean, he was inc- an incredible drummer too. He used to play like session drums for Cliff Richard and stuff. Like yeah. wild session gigs. He had, he had long white hair, white beard. Yeah. He was literally, we I used mean, to call it, him a wizard. Right? Yeah. He, in, I mean, he was kind of like, you know, and I say this with love because we all like deeply loved him, but he was kind of like something out of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wasn't he? Yeah. He was yeah. like massive in height kind of massive in every way really yeah. massive long white wizard hair yeah 
just like he just kind of lived on the road for like 50 years oh, and straight. he loved it um, he absolutely loved it i just he he was uh kind of ran on his own time though that was the most annoying thing about working with norm every other aspect was amazing but when it came to getting somewhere on time it would be yeah. pretty much down to uh whenever he wanted to sort of make sure we got there which when he's tour managing I- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember. Um, I, I remember. I think we. You, are you going to say the same thing? We were pulling into some festival that was quite important. Boardmasters, I think. Is that the, was it Boardmasters? Yeah. And we were on in about twenty minutes <laughs> or something because he got us there really late. Yeah, we should have been there hours ago. And he was pulling into the uh, kind of gate where we were like talking to the rep and trying to find out where we were going. But he was just having just having a nice casual a chat. chat. But in the back, me and Mike are like sweating blood because we're like, dude, we're on in 20 minutes. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. We need to set the fuck come up. Come on, bro. <laughs> so crazy. What we was made that so you, no, Norm used to drive this, uh, we used to call it the Red Chariot. Yes. We call it the Purple Chariot, one of them. And it was this the big chariot. old... Yeah, the big old this big old banged out red like Volt Volkswagen or something. I think and, it was uh, an old Mercedes, but the seats, man, those fucking seats they had two benches in the oh back of like yeah. cobbled together seats that like were all mismatch. Yeah, I um, remember one of them didn't have a didn't have a seat, so yeah. one of the seats didn't have a, a seat to sit on. So if you kind of forgot that and you sat down, you'd get impaled upon some sort of, like <laughs> some sort of steel spike, like hidden by a piece of foam that wasn't really a seat. <laughs> Something <laughs> used for your enemies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you were lying across it trying to get some sleep on a drive, it was just like the most uncomfortable, torturous thing. What was? Hey, Mike. What was? What was that um, scenario? Why that one time we? <clears throat> when we come back from Dundee or something. Yeah, man, yeah. And we were talking because it was right I think it was right at the end of the tour. I think the tour hadn't been going well and we had previously stayed at um Tom and Lynn's house. Uh Tom from Poor Pie by Horses and Lynn's from Up Volpine. We'd stayed there one night before the tour, uh sort of a few days before the end of the tour, and we were like, Look, we've got a few shows up in Scotland the tour's probably not going to break even. Like we can't afford to pay Norm and to pay hotels and to go all the way up to Scotland, like for the fuel as well. We need to reevaluate this. And Norm was like, well, there's no fucking way we're cancelling it. I'll take some money off my pay and we won't get a hotel for the last night. I'll just drive us all the way back. So that was it. <clears throat> we were like, fuck yeah. yeah. Well, if you're up for that, man, let's fucking do it. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if we, don't even know if we were up for that, but it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think to be fair, it was mostly Norm pushing us because that sounded more like a punishment. But, um, yeah. <laughs> we we played in Dundee. Obviously, you know, fucking get off stage, pack down, and get on your way. You're not gone till like midnight, and uh, from Dundee to London is a fucking long way. Yeah, that was eight eight hours, I reckon. Um, in that van yeah in the most uncomfortable van that you couldn't even lay down on on the two bench seats and obviously we were trying to keep Norm awake anyway uh, and make sure that we got there safe but yeah, I just remember stopping every every couple of hours 
and just remember, wanting to die. Can you remember? Can you remember? Um, we used to joke because Norm, Norm often would be driving up front, and uh, he'd be just he'd sort of be dead silent, staring forward, not saying anything for ages, just in the zone. And then all of a sudden, he'd just like jolt and jerk. He'd be like, Ugh! and like the van would like jerk. And we used to we used to joke that like he was having like some sort of wild acid flashback and he flashback. just saw like 100%, some massive... 100% he was. Yeah. He just saw some massive dragon in the middle of the massive road. Massive pink elephant. Or... Oh. We, every time he did it, we were like, oh, another pink elephant. Yeah. <laughs> I remember on that drive on being on one of the bench seats and looking at you, Mike, and you were just staring into my eyes, but you were no longer there. <laughs> like you, you had left the building hours ago and it was, I like, was a broken I was man. Sta- yeah, mate, I was just staring into this empty shell of what used to be Mike. Mike I was shells. like, Mike shells. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so brutal man i remember like trying to get some sleep on the floor of that van oh just you couldn't there's no way there's no. nowhere in that in that van to be comfortable and i remember i think i think we'd actually got back into london at about sort of five in the morning but norm for some reason wouldn't drop me off anywhere near where i needed to go so i just got out in the middle of <laughs> london at five in the morning like somebody who's sort of been pushed out and woken up and then you just in a complete daze i was like i don't really know where i am or where i'm supposed to go <laughs> cheers no <laughs> <laughs> no sleep all, no. Uh, all that night on the last fucking day of the tour i was like this is why am i doing this comparing that with i don't know one of my favorite touring experiences in terms of what we were touring in was the rv in the states like Fuck yeah, that was, even though it was yeah the shredder like even though it was gnarly as hell it that they're some of my fondest memories of 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 touring um, and obviously yeah. you know that that that's what we wrote that's what celebrity mansions was written in and it was about those tours and those experiences and obviously we had the same vehicle for like three tours it was you know the same same thing we had, we bought this amazing uh secondhand rv because we basically was it last year or two years ago or something like that oh, it can't be last year no it was, it was two it was, or three years ago now yeah, yeah maybe even five years ago really? i mean we were touring 11 11 for sure so 2015 onwards so yeah yeah and we had uh we had so many we we had three U.S. tours kind of booked, but we were like, well, there's no way we can afford to do that with like all the vans and the hotels and stuff because obviously U.S. tours are so massive. Um, so you have to have a lot of hotels, and you have to cover a lot of miles. So we we're like, well, how yeah. are we going to do it? So we talked to So Records, and we came up with a plan to basically buy this secondhand rv that was the most feasible way to do it because we would kind of cut our costs with accommodation and vehicle rental if we just bought this secondhand rv and um and yeah just like kind of living in that like with the intention to sell on for a bit of money to you know take off the overall hit which i might add yeah just uh when we come back to the end of this tragic tale (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh I don't know, man. Even though it was like gnarly, 
And, Dude, do you, you remember know, the excitement of it rolling into that hotel in um, Florida? When, oh my God! Was dude. it was it you and Ollie, Jim? Yeah, we went off. Um, we I think we we had the same hotel for a couple of days because we were going to go off in the middle day and like learn how to do everything. You know, like learn how to use the generator, oh, yeah, and use the shower, to, and all yeah, that. So it was yeah. like a sort of training day at the um, at the RV place. Oh yeah, and um, yeah, we had like a little test drive with this with the sales rep. You got taught how it's to do the awning and how to like change the man. water and shit, wasn't it? Like, yeah, and yeah. I'd only just like literally, I think maybe a couple of months before, passed my driving test, and I was like, "I'm stuck in. Why not? <laughs> Fine." Yeah, forty-five foot RV and a twelve-foot trailer. Oh, I bro. mean, mate, that is yeah, it was, no, that it, was is... it was the best experience, man. I absolutely loved it, and I don't think I reckon I'm an all right driver because of that. Yeah, that yeah. just yeah, that that sorted me out. But it was yeah, we were in Orlando. I was think it, where you picked it up. Yeah, yeah, we went and picked it up, and I remember when we got back to the car park, all of you dudes were just waiting outside the hotel to see it. Yeah. Like everyone was there, like, ah, ah. mate. When when that pulled in, I like the sheer size of it, the length of the RV with the trailer on the end. I was like, holy fuck! Yeah. Like, look at this thing. Yeah, it was it's so rad. Yeah, we had so many good times in that fucking wagon. We, we it, the funny thing is though, like because we we bought it to save on like hotel rooms and shit, we ended up having to park in fucking WalMarts. Uh, <laughs> we had to we stayed in KOAs if we had the money to do it. But often we did a couple it, of truck stops. Yeah, truck stops. Man, like parked up yeah, between two loads, like, trucks. We did loads yeah. of truck stops. K- KOAs are, by the way, for, for people in the UK, they, they might not know what that is. That's Camp of America. So they're like campsites, essentially. And sometimes they're really fucking beautiful. And sometimes they're really, really not beautiful. So <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they like, are bleak. If, yeah, like really bleak. But some, you know, it depends on the, on the weather and time of year and stuff. Obviously, because we were doing so many tours, we literally saw every season and situation imaginable from a KOA. Like I remember that one when it was, uh, where was that one dudes where it was like winter, it was out of season. So we were like the only one there. We were on the top of that crest of the hill and it was just like horizontal sheet rain and wind and snow. And we had to run out of the RV to like the shower the hut to yeah. grab a shower. Wasn't, wasn't that in Wyoming? That? Was that before? I, I don't know if Jim was on that tour. No, I think because that, that was you had Wyoming. the um, you rented an RV before you bought it, which is, I guess why you ended up buying one. Yes, um, right, why we ended up buying right, one right, because right, you'd right. done it before, and it was like this is the way to do it. Yeah, right, um, right, right, right. Because right. I don't think I was at that, that was one. I, okay. I remember that and, and being there, it was in, yeah, literally in Wyoming. It was, um, the, I think Obama had shut down the, the government or something had happened, um, which meant all the national parks had shut. And there was this like poor German family near us who traveled all the way over to go and see like, uh, Yellowstone and shit. And yeah, we were just passing through sheet rain. I remember running to the fucking showers. But I also really fondly remember that shower being like one of the fucking best showers I've ever had. From being so cold <laughs> yeah, outside yeah. to then just having yeah, like yeah, the yeah. nicest warm fucking shower and then feeling yeah. ultimately refreshed. It was dope. But it was just that, it was just that like thing of waking up in, because it was fucking freezing, waking up in fucking freezing RV covered by some shitty blanket you bought at Walmart or whatever. Yeah. And then, and then, like running out into this, like Baltic, 
Arctic type like weather, just so brutal. I don't know. There's that. There's, there's those other times where, like, you remember when we were in Florida and we were staying at that. Um, I think this was the beginning of one of the tours where we'd bought the the shredder. We, by the way, that uh, the RV that we bought, we coined the OG shredder. So we got yeah. like sticker decals and stuff, and it, you know, it had its own <laughs> nameplate across the front and shit. But uh, yeah, it was the start of one of those tours in Florida, and we kicked out the barbecue. Do you remember that? And I took that photograph yeah, of us all by the barbecue. Amazing. Yeah. And that ta- the taxi driver that like took us into town or Walmart or whatever to buy food kept on trying to sell us drugs and pretending that he wasn't. You remember yeah, that? And then we were like, like nah, we're cool, man. We're cool, man. And then he was like, well, he waited for us to come out of the shop after he dropped us in there, didn't he? And he was like, well, let me take yeah. you back. So he took us back and then we were like, you can drop us here. And he was like, no, I'll take you right down to your pitch. I was like, fuck me, we're going to die. He's yeah, dude. Yeah, he was just like trying to get our number so hard because he was like, I'm selling these guys drugs for sure. And we we're like, no, you're not. Just chill out. Stop following us. Super yeah. weird. Super weird. Literally drove right down to our RV. It freaked me out. Anyway, yeah. Oh, you remember that? Mm. And, the, and right next to our RV, there was that other RV that had been crushed by a tree. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, we heard that like mad sound. Because they had called yeah. it off, hadn't they? The people had done a runner and left their RV or something. And then we heard something the tree like fall yeah. down in the yeah, middle yeah. of the night. Yeah, it yeah. just completely flattened we all flattened went it. out and it flattened it. Yeah, yeah it's wild. Yeah. I remember that um, pulling into Denver that time um, and the trailer came off the back of the RV. Fucking oh hell, dude. God, yeah. Like dude. sheared off. And um, oh I was driving. God. And again, like I would not experience that at all. And I just clicked back to that. I like I'd seen a video somewhere or like read something somewhere that said if the trailer starts shaking or wobbling, you just speed up and you'll be fine. So yeah. um I saw the trailer wobbling in the mirror and then I was like, right, okay, I'll speed up and you know, it'll straighten out. Which is a lie, apparently. <laughs> well no 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 no. I, I think I think that would have been right because No, that's I've I've looked into it, it's a myth. So um it started going like crazy like six feet out each side of the uh, out out the back of the rv and there's all these cars like peeping and tooting so we pull over and we're on the exit ramp coming into central denver and there's cars going past us at like 70 miles an hour and we have to cross load the gear remember from the trailer yeah into the rv so we could get to the show freeway it was like yeah yeah fucking terrifying yeah. but it but, was but, insane can you can you remember like our, our, we should we need to illustrate how impossibly dangerous this situation was because i remember we were on this elevated freeway coming over and as jim said he'd suddenly seen the trailer like going wild out the back and it's because it it like like first or something or did it make the noise first i think i just saw it in the mirror like shaking (laughs) from side to side i was like yeah speed up whatever because I mean, if that dude, if that had, it was going so far out the side of the RV, if that had hit a car, it, I mean, it would have yeah, fucking there were cars swerving down. out the way for sure. Like, so dangerous, it was bad. Yeah, uh, and I remember you were, we were on that elevated freeway, and it was the bit where it was coming into a merge. So we were getting closer and closer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. To where it would merge, so we yeah. pulled over into the hard. What was technically the hard hard shoulder of the freeway but just in time we were right in the last triangle bit you remember that yeah we were right in the triangle and like jim said suddenly 
we had to load every, all of our backline, all of our gear out of the trailer into on the, the RV. side of this freeway into the RV and just leave the trailer there. But, 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 but with the tiniest sliver of space to actually walk down because the yeah. cars weren't, weren't yeah. moving over because it was a, like you said, it was an exit junction. So they had to go yeah, right yeah. next to us anyway. So there's cars traveling about 80 miles an hour, literally half a meter away from you when you're trying to carry an 8 by 10 Ampeg <laughs> out the back of a trailer, trying to fit it into the side of a fucking RV with <laughs> trucks and shit going past you like 80. Like, oh my God, so unbelievably dangerous. Yeah, I remember man. just being like, I, I remember thinking as we were loading shit into the side of the thing, I was like, if I see one of my boys get just annihilated by a vehicle right now i just don't know if i'll ever recover from that like i don't know if i could <laughs> you know i just, I just can't see that happen. that's like I, I don't know if i'll be able to play the show tonight <laughs> <laughs> what happens if it's michael jim no rhythm oh my god we dude. just fucking abandoned it didn't we we abandoned that trailer we just left yeah. it there yeah we just left uh-huh. it there yeah we had to make the show and then and and then we were just sat in the RV on top of all our shit, like literally sitting on top of all our shit, driving into Denver. Yeah, Remember that? trying to merge onto a freeway from standstill to 70 oh miles an God, hour without yeah. hitting someone. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> and I remember, I remember my bunk in the RV. Um, so I, I used to sleep on this really thin little mattress that was above, sort of, if you can imagine, it was in the this cabin, little cab, right? like a uh, yeah. yeah above the driver and then mikey and jim used to sleep in the back in this double bed together for months on end. <laughs> yeah yep. and, uh, which came fully fitted with Ali. plastic sheets just in case you know yeah just in case <laughs> <laughs> just, just in case you let it go um yeah and like ollie and ali were on the uh on the couches and stuff but i remember when we threw all our gear in because the trailer uh came off like my bed was just full of merch like oh, yeah. i remember that my bunk just being full of all the merch and be like oh i'll just sleep with this <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude oh, and i don't think we've got time to get into it today but I, my other fondest memory of this is the night that mike died tw- the second time oh yeah yeah we'll have to we'll have to talk about that oh yeah in the rv with the, yeah 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 cool yeah 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 Wait, 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 wait. Let's not get into it, but which one are you talking about? Are you talking about after the Metallica show? Yeah, yeah after the, the Metallica first, the first show. Time. After, yeah, when it when everything had wound down and you and I went back there, Matt, and we shared that beer on the oh trailer because we were both so shell-shocked. Then we went into the RV yeah. and Ollie was asleep with his head on his yeah. fist. And we woke yeah. him up and he was like, oh, you've been waiting yeah. for you. <laughs> Yeah, I was waiting for you. Like, you were asleep, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right. Well, I mean, Mike. Another Mike time. Die, yeah, Mike dying is definitely a set. Well, all the times Mike's died is is a separate podcast. <laughs> all the time. Because, yeah. Um. Yeah. I think we'll we'll pick it up for the next episode, maybe. Um. Yeah. And finish off the uh, chariots of dinosaur. Totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, dudes. Um. Everybody. Everybody, stay safe and uh. Keep, uh, keep looking after each other. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. Have a good one. Now, right. now, time for some of that one. sexy music. Oh, it's the sex. Oh, Alright, catch you later. Bye.